Blog Talk Radio. It cannot be emphasized strongly enough the beauty, purity, and perfection of who you really are. You are not your illness, your finances, or your loneliness. There's nothing wrong in your life that you don't have the power to correct, and you are unlimited in your ability to tap into that power. Welcome. I'm Janet Richmond, and this is the Higher Self Voice. At least good morning on the West Coast. It's Wednesday and it's Janet and I'm here to share with you all that I've benefited from and to help really begin this community that we're all a part of, the community of the world. We are, we're really all one. Uh, it seems like a silly thing to say, but we all carry that pure soul essence, remember? which means we're all expressions of the originating source, so we all are connected. And as hard as that is to fathom because we feel so separate, I hope over time you'll come to grasp that based on the higher self information. And yippee, I'm excited to be sharing it. It's, it's a very big step for me to step forward with this information that I've known for three decades now. I always felt, as I'm shared with you, I always felt for some reason I needed to hold it back. And then I had this profound, I did this profound uh, session uh, on myself and discovered there was a whole layer of lack of self-acceptance that I had yet to have uncovered. And once I realized that, once it was cleared, it became so clear to me that I wasn't fully accepting myself, who I am, all my experience, all the the uh, all that I carry, all that I can share, all that I have had the benefit from, I've not been opening up. So that happened in December, and boy, lots of lots has changed. Lots has changed since then, and I've opened up, as you guys know, to talk about this fifth dimensional information and to start to build this global community because there are millions of fifth dimensionals present on the planet carrying that dual soul nature. And we are here for a reason. Um, we aren't any more elite or any more special than anyone else. But we've been around maybe a little bit longer, and we have a lot to to do. We've, we've made the commitment to be here carrying the dual soul nature so that we can help the acceleration of the human community, of really of the four lower kingdoms, but with the the special emphasis on the human community because, in fact, it's at the human level that we have that free will. <laughs> we have many choices, many opportunities, and uh, many times do we resist the movement forward, which, because we carry the human facade, we experience that as well. It's not just humans. We're all, you know, once in this human free will arena, it's we carry a lot of commonalities with every other human. We can't avoid <laughs> avoid that. But in any case, we're here to to assist, and I'm here on my radio show, show now talking about much of this fifth dimensional information. Uh, and I want to welcome everybody to the show. If you at any time want to call in, you can call in. There's the number um, 646 8565, that's 646-668-8565, and I believe, because uh, Robin was the one who told me 
and she's on. I want to welcome Robin. Welcome to the show. But if you want to speak to me or ask a question, you know, in any way, communicate with me on the show, you do have to hit the one, and I'm not sure if it's one star or just one or star one or something like that. I, you know, give it a try different ways, and it shows me, when a question mark comes up, it shows me that the listener who's on the show is, um, you know, wants to speak to me uh, during the show. So I encourage you all, if you want to call in, you can, or if you prefer to just listen, or you're you're someone that listens after the fact and don't, don't have the option to speak to me live, you can email me, guys. I feel like a broken record, but again, I never know when I have new callers. Please email me at Janet at HigherSelfVoice.com or Janet at JanetRichmond.com. I'll get it either way. And, you know, you can let me know what you're thinking about, what you, you know, what you're confused about, what you need help on. Even though I am talking about the fifth dimensional information, I will be doing a healing every single show. Some of the healings will be related directly to the show that I do, to the information that we have, uh, that I, I'm sharing with you from the higher self. A lot of times when they give us information, they also give us exercises, so to speak, to, uh, to do in order to help ourselves related to the concepts or the ideas. Sometimes there isn't an exercise and I will take requests from people who email me and put those on the show as well. The, the the focus of the show is to expand understanding and also to, you know, help, <laughs> to help all of us begin to do that, uh, not to begin, but to continue to do the soul mind detox that is so important for us. Now, I do want to just make one little announcement. The Conscious Life Expo is coming up on February 19th, 20th, and 21st. That's this Friday, guys. Now, most of you around the world cannot attend, but those of you who are local anywhere in the Southern California area, I would encourage you to to attend. It's at the LAX Hilton, which is at 5711 West Century Boulevard. Uh, it's the biggest expo, new age type expo, I believe, certainly in Southern California, perhaps in the country. I'm not really sure about that, but it's really big, guys. And it's been at this LAX Hilton for a while. It's been going for a while, and it just gets bigger every year. There's probably between three and 400 booths, uh, people who, or tables who have uh, exhibits and some sort of exhibits all, you know, at the show all three days. I'm one of them. I'm at T4. It's in the lower lobby. So the main lobby you come in where the reception is, there's two big, huge rooms on that level. Then there's more if you go upstairs into the mezzanine and actually it's at the mezzanine level where I'm going to be giving a talk. But there's also a lower lobby level. Last year, there was no sign that pointed out that there was more Expo below, but there are two big two rooms, not as big as on the main level, but there are two rooms on the lower lower lobby level with more exhibitors and many opportunities to to experience in some way what's being offered. There's a lot of products, a lot of information, a lot of books, a lot of um, help given 
a lot of healing. A lot is being done and all at at these exhibits, at these tables, and I so I encourage all of you to give it a try if you haven't been there before. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, you go to get to the lower lobby. You have to go down the escalator from the main level or down the elevator, and there you have it. So, and there's a lot of talks, a lot of lectures. Uh, I'm giving one. It's free. It's Friday at five o'clock. Perhaps not the greatest time in the world, but it is. It is what it is, and I just feel very fortunate to be able to be there. It's going to be on Soul Scrambles. I have recently found out that it's only 45 minutes, so I might have mentioned I thought there, I might do a healing at the end of the talk, but that was when I thought it was going to be an hour. It really wouldn't be enough time to – I can do a healing in 45 minutes, but I, I uh, because there will be a lot of people who have never seen or heard me before – I will be of necessity talking about soul scrambles and would not really have a chance to do a healing. However, I am offering half an hour healing for $10 at 10, 11, and 12, two, uh, two, three, and four. So it'll be half an hour, but those starting at those hours at 10, 11, 12, two, three, four, both on Saturday and Sunday. So if you come to the talk, if you're interested, or if you're just going around, you don't make it to the talk, please come sign up for healing. It's not that many. It's 12 total. Uh, but, you know, if you, if you are interested, please give it a try. Come sign up. I have a sign-up sheet, so you may, you know, come sign up at any time. Uh, hopefully, I'll have the time free that you're available. Anyway, so I really putting a shout out to people because it's a fantastic opportunity to see what is out there. The the new age metaphysical world is very uh, big right now and growing, growing uh, very consistently. And there's a lot of help there for everybody and fast, a lot of fascinating, interesting uh, things going on. Okay. So I'm now going to be continuing my, my, uh, discussion, so to speak, about the fifth dimensional world. And today I want to talk about the need to commit to the self and how doing so is made more difficult in a way because of the this self-sacrifice pattern and the sense of failure that we all carry. Now, previously, uh, I brought to your attention the I think it was last week. Now, I may be wrong on the weeks because pretty soon the weeks are going to start to all flow together. (laughs) So hopefully you'll begin, if you're a new listener and you haven't heard any of this information before, I did begin January 6th, uh, the first Wednesday in January, I began sharing this fifth dimensional information. I did not do a healing on that because I kind of unfolded for two full hours the basic overview of the fifth dimensional story, so to speak. Joan used to call it the interplanetary story. And she wanted to write a book about it. And she just never got to it. And because I have utilized and learned so much of her material, I did receive the rights to the material, as you have heard me say, from Joan's daughter when she died, and I am now making it um, 
my life's commitment really to share this all with you and create a community of individuals that have in consciousness who they are. Okay. Now, um, anyway, last week I did talk about the idea of the commitment to the destiny and how important that is, and I talked about it at length. And today, though, I want to expand this idea to the idea that we need to commit to the self, okay? All of us are that directing identity of our own lives, right? And as such, it's up to each of us we're either going to allow or not allow the commitment to the destiny to come through to its fruition. However, I want everyone to keep in mind that if there's any lack of commitment to the self, the destiny won't be played out to the fullest extent. So we not only have to work on the fear of commitment to the destiny, the fear of the responsibility of the destiny, but also we need to work on the commitment to the self to neutralize what's keeping us from fully committing. And I'm going to, of course, get into that because as hard as it is to commit to the destiny, guess what, guys? In a way, it's even harder to commit to the self. But we cannot commit to the destiny in the full, to the fullest extent unless that self-commitment is truly there. Now, let's take a look at this, Okay. So, all right, we're fifth dimensionals uh, carrying the the dual soul nature. We have the true soul essence of the fifth dimensional. We have the facade soul essence of the human. The human is at the free will. The true soul essence is carried is the divine will. And, in fact, we're here to facilitate and accelerate the transformation or the evolutionary process of the human community. And... As a rule, here on this planet, and in fact, it plays often out like this on many other planets that house the house uh, life forms, there's been an imbalance in the area of giving and receiving. Now, it's not just things, okay? It's a balance of energy between us and others, the balance of focus on ourselves and others, balance in every way. To have the natural exchange of energies back and forth. And I'm talking to the choir. I think most of you understand, at least at some level, what I mean by that. Now, this in part flows or manifests because of this the idea of selflessness. We carry a belief or some type of, some shape or some aspect of the belief at the soul level. Uh, And we see this manifested out here, that to be spiritual is to be selfless. And this plays out in this world because we put the Mother Teresa's of the world on a pedestal, right? We see them, the St. Francis of Assisi. Uh, I know there's many more like that. Unfortunately, those are the two that come to mind. But we see them as examples of perfect spiritual beings, don't we? And the uh, it's it's an example of people whose uh, whole life is devoid of any personal focus. 
and is 100% focused on helping others. But I want, I want and, and this is prevalent on this planet, this idea that those who focus on uh, others completely, now that's one end of, of the continuum, but those tend to be put on a pedestal, whereas those who are very, say, uh, you know, into making money and, you know, the material world and having all the toys and this, you know, the fun toys and all of that that money can buy, et cetera, et cetera, we see those people as being unspiritual. And then, of course, there are people, you know, all levels in between on this continuum. But this idea, this continuum is very prevalent in this world, not just here in the, you know, the more modern, uh, the more modern um, countries uh, the, or developed countries. So I want, I want to look at this idea. Okay, now, Martha Teresa, for example, she was a nun and, and a missionary, and she lived in a, in a situation where she moved into the nunnery, but when you move into a nunnery, guess what? You're fully supported. You do work. Nuns work. I mean, it's not that they aren't working, but they, they are supported by the nunnery, correct? And... So there's nunneries, there's monasteries, there's ashrams, there's all sorts of these kind of communities that are fairly sheltered and fairly supported by by the community of some way, whether it's a spiritual community or some sort of community. Now, you and I and the majority of the people on the, in the world, we don't have that option. We're out there supporting ourselves, bringing up our families, uh, going through our everyday world with all of its requirements and uh, the necessities that we have to, you know, we have to find a way to to meet. So, in fact, we don't have the option to be 100% giving all of ourselves over to one thing. Um, we need to find a balance between taking care of ourselves and helping others. And this doesn't mean, of course, that there's anything wrong with people that do choose the road that Mother Teresa or anyone else did to move into that kind of life at the soul level. That is what the soul has chosen for it. We don't know. You know from all the healings I've done that souls have all sorts of reasons, good, bad, and indifferent, and it's complicated why souls try, try or choose any road, correct? So we don't know why souls that do that or did that uh, chose that. It's not, not any dis- disparagement or judgment or criticism of those kind of souls or any kind of soul on the, conti- on the continuum because we're all going through our paths. We are all working through our issues. We are all... Uh, trying to bring in to the best of the ability we have in whichever life we're in to do what we feel at the soul level is important for us. But I want to be clear that evolutionary, no, that, that fulfilling the destiny pattern is not set up with requirements that we have to be and follow a certain path. There aren't rules. 
well, we have whatever we might have in our our that we carry at that energetic level. Remembering all of you, keep in mind that we've all received rules. Every, practically every single life we've been in, no matter what the spiritual beliefs were in those lives, they were in, literally interpreted by man, and man makes rules. That's just part of the human condition. So we carry at the soul level a belief system that is heavily laden, where, that there is one right way to be spiritual, that there is one right way to be that good person or avoid being a sinner or whatever. But that's not, that's not the way that the, the commitment to the destiny plays out. It doesn't have rigid requirements. In fact, it recognizes and supports the idea that, we are, that there are many roads to Rome and there are many ways we can choose to do our destiny. We all have equal access to fulfilling the destiny. We're not hindered because we can't move into an ashram or a, a nunnery or a monastery. We're not hindered. We, we, we don't automatically not meet the requirements because we happen to have parents that we have to take care of or we have children or we have a community uh, that we're very involved in. We are not hindered because we can't do the path of the Mother Teresa's or the St. Francis of Assisi or any of those uh, kind of people. And I, I wish I knew more about the uh, the people around the world that have done that sort of thing. But I think you understand the the idea that we can fulfill our destiny wherever we are. There is no rules that say we have to do it a certain way. And because we're all snowflakes, we all will be doing it at exactly our own way. Okay, now, however, that concept is very prevalent. The idea of self-sacrifice makes the true spiritual being is very prevalent on this planet. It's held in the astral big time. I am going to be talking about the self-sacrifice pattern down the line when I get to uh, other other topics of the fifth dimensional uh, stuff. But I want you to understand that self-sacrifice is is very, very uh, prevalent. And as a result, many of us have gone along that route. We're out of balance. And now, just understand, though, that when we do sacrifice ourselves and we put every bit of free time to help someone else, whether it's working in a soup kitchen or taking care of, you know, volunteering at our child's school or whatever, it doesn't matter what it is. But if we're putting all that focus of attention outward on others, uh, taking care of the household, being the, 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 the you know, the, the one that does it all, works, takes care of the children, takes care of the house, takes care of or the apartment, whatever it is. If we're somebody who's doing that and we're always putting that out, what are we doing, guys? We're not putting any focus or very little focus on ourselves. Now, what, what happens when we do that? 
we, it means that the parts of our life that are not working for us, that are out of balance, that are painful, that are upsetting, that are hurtful, that are um, difficult in some way, we're not attending to those. Now, so if we're not attending to those, we are we are actually, by not taking care of them, we are actually focusing on them more than we should. Let me give you some examples. I know that seems a little weird. If, for example, we are constantly focused on paying the rent, then our focus of attention becomes the next paycheck, getting a job or whatever it is. Now, it doesn't mean there's something wrong with that, so please don't assume that. But when we don't have the financial security, we aren't we don't have that foundation of support that enables us to move into allows our focus to move to other things. In the same way, if we're overweight, out of shape, we have an illness pattern, whatever, we have some physical issues, our focus of attention is again on what we can't do, on the limitations that we have given ourselves. When we have good physical health, we have the energy and the ability to be pro- being productive. To The focus of attention can be elsewhere. Now, of course, this is not meant as any kind of chastisement or criticism of anybody. It's simply meant to explain by not taking time to focus on ourselves and bring ourselves and the different areas of our lives into balance and into uh, a state of health in the overall bigger sense of the word health, um, we, we are hurting ourselves. And in fact, that is not spiritual. The self-commitment is difficult. It is often interpreted as being selfish, egotistical, that sort of thing. Uh, self-indulgent is another one when people work, you know, are focused on themselves. And but self-focus, self-commitment is extremely important. Let me let me present it to you in a different way. And I think I speak for most listeners in this point, <laughs> not all. Now, let's say we want to accomplish something. It doesn't matter what it is. We want to accomplish something, whatever. We would most likely never purposely do something at someone else's expense or on someone else's back to get what we want. But right, but however, we'll step right up and do it on our own backs at our own expense. That's what self-sacrifice is. So we'll go and we'll, we'll go to the soup kitchen instead of going to the gym or going for a walk. We'll, in many different ways, volunteer to be the carpool driver for all of our our daughter or son's friends at school in order to help out. Uh, we're not working, perhaps, and we feel like, well, because we're not working, we should automatically help everybody else who is working. And But there is, um, in these instances, we're not fully looking at what is right for us and what is what can we do without sacrificing ourselves? Because, in fact, the carpool issue becomes extremely complicated as 
the parents of the other children decide that you're available at a whim and you get last minute requests, changes of plans, adding, you know, can you pick my daughter up from this this extracurricular activity? And before you know it, you're not just doing the carpool in the morning, you're carpooling in the morning, the afternoon and the evening, helping these other parents because they have seen you as their support system. And your life now is crazy. And what happens is at some point, because there's been six changes in the day, some of the messages have gone through your child and you made a commitment to pick a child up, but it was so crazy that you forgot to pick the child up. And now the parents of the child, the child was safe, the child was was uh, not um, in any danger, but the parents were livid and you were seen as a failure when you spent three or four hours on the road that day helping everybody else with the pickups and the drop-offs. So you come out of your day not feeling good about what you've done, but feeling like a failure, feeling like you've done wrong. And the bottom line, it was that there wasn't enough focus, proper focus of attention on self-commitment, it was giving away yourself for others, multiple others in this case, a simple scenario that many parents out there, at least in this country, have experienced, and I'm sure in many other places in the world, even though the details are different. It's, it's important to understand that when we don't allow the commitment to the self to fully flower, we are hurting ourselves, and in, in fact, we aren't helping others. Um, now, okay. The self, the self focus, the self commitment is. It's not only to, so that we can fulfill the destiny at the highest level, but it's also to bring into our own life pattern. Balance, enjoyment, reward, fulfillment, anything that you wish. And we deserve these things, but we don't think we deserve them. But we can carry our own lives into that place of balance and harmony, joy and love and um, fulfillment and meaning by the commitment to the self and it will also enable us to commit to the destiny and whatever road we take in a balanced way. And in fact, we are role modeling for so many that this can be done. Now, in addition to the, the whole idea of self-sacrifice, there's another state uh, area of confusion that most of us carry. Um, and... I'm talking about the fifth dimensional with the dual soul nature. This is another part of the difficulty of committing to the self. One, of course, is what I just talked about, the self-sacrifice. This is another one. And this is directly related to the fact that we're fifth dimensional, carrying the facade uh, human soul. At that fifth dimensional level, we're all capable of being all things to all people. Okay? 
And we carry at the facade level here in the human kingdom, we carry the innate knowing of this, all right? <laughs> because we carry the true soul essence, all right? Now, we also carry both now, both consciously and unconsciously, the awareness of it and of a greater destiny pattern, even though we may not be sure what it is. But in any case, we know at some level we have a, a destiny pattern, and we know at some level that we can be all things to all people. So what what has happened is that erroneously, at the facade human level, when what we do to help, what we do in our active commitment to the destiny pattern, whatever it may be, is we come away with failure, the feelings of failure. And this is why. We expect the instantaneous change. We expect results. We expect that our efforts are going to show up somewhere. All right? But in fact, here, returning as fifth dimensionals in facade form, we were never intended to be all things to all people. It was never intended. We were here carrying that energy, supplying the fifth dimensional de-intensified energy to the humanities, as I've talked about, uh, coming from that true soul essence, whether we did it consciously or unconsciously. We are here to do the active destiny as well, to give out the words, to help bring into consciousness uh, the some of the concepts, the knowledge, the giving out healing, whatever it is that we were here. But we never, it's never been our responsibility to make specific changes in the fourth dimensional. Remember, we can't force or trespass. We can't, we can offer the energy. We can offer a healing. We can offer the words, the understanding, the concept. We can offer the role modeling. But we cannot force, nor do we have any control over whether the humanities, either a single person or multiple people or global people, we have no control at what rate of speed, if they take in the energy or the healing, if they do, how fast do they manifest it? It could be days, weeks, months, or thousands of lifetimes. So we don't see the results. At the fifth dimensional level, it's all instantaneous. So at that very innate level, we know that, but we misread it. We misunderstand it. And when we don't see the results, guess what? We feel like we failed. And the sense of failure is extremely deep. It started literally at the first life or three that most of us came in when we when we came back as the volunteers. It is a pattern that has been entrenched and intensified over many eons. And so today, we're going to be working on neutralizing this sense of failure. It is a pattern, of course, all humanity is carried. It's not just fifth dimensional, but this this particular one uh, 
for those who are carrying this dual cell nature is is intense. And it's a viewpoint that's been ingrained. It's the basis of a lot of the fault finding we do, the self-blame, the self-flagellation, the self-attack, the self-everything that we do to find ourselves lacking, find ourselves undeserving, find, you know, all the guilt and the shame that we carry. And it also is part of the fear of responsibility that we have about the destiny. Because if you're coming to the destiny pattern believing that you're a failure, just how excited are you about going into yet another destiny pattern? Not very excited at all. So that fear, uh, the, the failure pattern is very much a part of the issue for not only the commitment that keeps us from committing to the self, the self-sacrifice is also very much a part of that, but also it, both of them very much play into the resistance we have to walking into the not only the self-commitment, but the commitment to the de- destiny. These two patterns and the parts that are attached to it are prevalent for all of us. And that's what the healing is going to be on today. Now, the healing is going to be a little different. I think you're going to find it very interesting. Um, over this this year, as I unfold this material, I will be bringing in different types of divine energies, different types of healing techniques. Uh, as as we were introduced, really, <laughs> I can do a different technique every week this year and still not touch all of them. We we were we were given so many, uh, but the only way for you to become aware of the different elements of healing, the different techniques, tools that you can use, is for me to bring them forward in the healings. So today we are going to be working in a, a slightly different way. Because this pattern of failure, uh, the pattern of undeserving, the pattern of self-sacrifice are so deep and so much a part of a emotional blueprint, I am going to be doing the healing first on the emotional blueprint itself. Now, of course, you can heal the emotional blueprint, the thought form, and the habit imprint all at once, and that's what 90% of my healings on these shows have been. But today, I'm going to begin with the emotional blueprint, and then I'm going to move to uh, the thought form body that's associated the thoughts that are associated with the blueprint. And then the last step is I'm also going to work on the habit body, uh, the habit imprints. Remember, they all work together and they all part of the creative life force, uh, the creative body that we carry. And normally we, we do heal all of those at once, but I am going to be doing it separate so that the focus of attention that we have can be as strong and as focused on this pattern. It is intense, it's pervasive, and it's deep for all of us. It's entrenched, complicated, uh, carries a lot of elements to it, And I, but, but I want to really bring the focus of attention uh, to the emotional body. In addition, I know that I have talked to you all and introduced you often to the divine material balance that is carried within the pure soul essence of the planet Earth. 
Today, I'm going to introduce you to an, another uh, pure soul essence energy, the planet Venus. And we are going to be using Venus to help heal this emotional blueprint that we all carry. Okay? The pure soul essence of the planet Venus. All right. And it will unfold in the healing. So, I, needless to say, I'm not going to say any more now. Um, you may find your. I'm not sure how it's all going to play out. Uh, the higher self indicated this is what they wanted me to do today, but they didn't really give me any specifics. So we'll see how it plays out. I will probably use symbols. Again, if you use symbols to work on yourself, feel free. If they're not, it's not the same as my symbol. Um, and but I also want to be clear that when we work on the emotional blueprint, we are not neutralizing the emotions. We are neutralizing the web of energy that holds the emotions, holds the emotions to the concept, the event of, quote unquote, the self or the destiny. We are neutralizing the webbing that restricts what we think about, how we react, how we feel about the commitment to the self and the commitment to the destiny. So it frees the emotions and it's the webbing that is being neutralized, not the emotions itself. It's the restriction that's being neutralized. So that when the concept of the quote-unquote committing to the self or committing to the destiny comes up in any way, shape, or form, it doesn't trigger the sense of failure, the sense of self-sacrifice, the need to self-sacrifice, the sense of being undeserving, the guilt, and et cetera, et cetera. That's what we are neutralizing, the response the emotional response to the idea of actually the very neutral concept of the destiny. Now, you know I've talked about the snake event on many different shows. The snake event is just something to do with a snake, and actually it's completely neutral, as are all events. But we've attached emotions to these. We've targeted and attached emotional responses to these neutral events, and therefore... Hello, hello. Whenever that event happens again, we trigger off that those those emotions. And in fact, we don't have any choice as to how we're going to feel about it. This is what's happening here. The, the event of commitment to the self, commitment to the destiny, and they're very linked. Those carry some very serious emotional attachments. And that's what we're going to be working on today. Okay? Now... Follow along, make yourself comfortable, um, just quiet your mind, take a few deep breaths, and just, now I said quiet your mind a little too fast, I want everyone to quiet your mind, okay? Everyone, just to take the few deep breaths to, I guess I'm talking to myself, just to quiet the mind, it's such an intensely important day today that... Um, I'm needing to quiet my own mind so that I can move into this healing and bring to you all that is needed and necessary, uh, so at least to the highest ability that I can right now. And I want you all to just listen to my voice. We're focusing on the now moment. We're bringing and activating that focus of attention. And I'm seeing, okay, I'm seeing the now moment being set up. It is surrounding all of us. I do see the listeners around the 
Uh, I'm sorry for the noise. Very warm here, so my windows are open, and there's a lot of screaming going on, so I'm sorry. Um, anyway, hopefully, hopefully it'll stop soon. Okay, so I am seeing us sitting, all the listeners, past, present, and future, are sitting on the rim of that symbolic wheel. Uh, <clears throat> and, <clears throat> oh, it's really distracting. I'm, I'm so sorry. Um, okay. Oh, dear. I don't know what to do. I, I don't feel like I should run downstairs and close the windows. Um, but anyway, so we're just going to work through it. It's a little bit of chaos, and we need to work through it. Okay. So, so now we're going to um, use that focus of attention to expand the now moment to encompass the totality of the past, pre- present, of course, and the future nows. We're going to use the focus of attention to expand the now moment to encompass the totality of our soul process. From the first moment in time, it was we've all been expressed as minerals throughout our journey, as minerals, plants, animals, humans, and into the fifth dimensional realm and the aspects of ourselves that have already moved into the sixth dimensional frequency and also the return that we've done carrying the dual soul nature. This forever now moment, as I call it, is moving to uh, expand to its enormous size and it's moving and spanning the universe symbolically, known and unknown, incorporating Incorporating the eons of time and the eons of uh, and the not eons the huge amount of space that we've all uh, existed in the many many hundreds and thousands and tens of thousands of planets that we've been on uh, known and unknown uh, throughout much uh, huge eons of time. Okay, so this this forever now moment is in place. And I want each and every one of you to focus on that pure soul essence, that divine light we carry within. And again, I use the symbol of the sun, and I would like you to just focus on perceiving and watching the sunlight expand in through and around the totality of the the physical body, in through and around the totality of the etheric bodies, in through and around the totality of this soul process, filling, each of us are are doing our part to fill this forever now moment. It is a beautiful, powerful energy field, and the the light is drawing in uh, the souls that I mention every week that come in to partake of this divine light. We are, they are drawn, they are souls, both in and out of body that are not aware. They carry their own light for the most part, and they are partaking whatever they're ready uh, for to 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 um, take in. And these souls are legions. They're legions of souls. So in any case, this divine light is not only going to help us, but it is helping many, many other souls throughout the universe. Of course, unknown. I don't know about any specific soul. Anyway, we are... Now going to focus on the true soul essence. 
Now, the true soul essence is that fifth dimensional part of ourselves. Uh, if you have your own symbol, please use it. But you can also think of it as a heart within. The heart of who we are at the soul level is the true soul essence. Uh, it's a different symbol, um, perhaps, than you might use. And it is a symbol that can, uh, you, you, you know, can be used. Remember, it is not the heart, the symbol itself that's important. It's the energy behind it. And by focusing on it, it's your way, your focus is the turn-on switch, allowing that true soul essence to move into and become, I'm sorry, guys, um, to move in through and around the totality of who we are. And I see it filling. You're doing a great job. I'm seeing the true soul essence filling the totality of the soul process, becoming one, amalgamating with this aspect of who you truly are. And like the heart, we don't pay much attention. For a long time, we're not even aware we carry a heart. In the, in the same way, for a long time, we aren't aware that we even carry a true soul essence. But that true soul essence is very real, very much a part of who we are, and we are just now bringing that state of amalgamation in, and we are... Um, we are becoming one with that energy, and it's really beautiful, and I really uh, am excited. Now, we're doing a little bit differently the next step. I want each of you now to project into and become one with the pure soul essence of the planet Earth. We have done this before. This is to bring us into a state of understanding and uh, acknowledging the pure soul essence of the planet Earth. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. It's very upsetting to me, um, this this yelling, uh, simply because it's been escalating over the past few months, and I'm getting to the point where I'm worried about physical harm coming to somebody. Um, and so uh, I'm just going to finish the amalgamation, and then I'm going to do a little, we're going to send some energy over there. I hope you guys don't mind, um, but it really is getting to the point where I'm concerned about it. Uh, okay, the the okay. So now we're going to focus on becoming one with the pure soul essence of the planet Earth. It carries that divine material balance. This is a great thing to do whenever you think of it, because that divine material balance is there to help us to materialize in a balanced manner the abstract into the concrete. It isn't always about money. It often plays out through financial support, financial uh, in financial ways, but it also can be uh, the manifesting of the destiny, manifesting of the gifts and talents, manifesting of balanced relationships, et cetera, et cetera. So it's about manifesting from the abstract into the material in a balanced manner. Remember, it's divine energy. It cannot bring manifestations that will hurt and harm us. Um, so in any case, we're projecting that energy, and you can feel it, sense it, imagine it anyway. I just, whenever I project there, I just feel an intensification of some sort of energy. It's hard to, to describe it exactly. Uh, hopefully, some of you out there will feel it. Um, but I want to, I'm starting with the pure soul essence of the planet Earth, so that when we now move to the pure soul essence of the planet Venus, that you can... Uh, 
you, you carry some sort of context for this energy field. And this is what I would like to have you do now, is I want you to simply say, I project into the pure soul essence of the planet Venus. Okay? Now, I'm getting a whole different sense of this energy. It is very beautiful. It is very loving. Uh, it <clears throat> carries energy that uh, facilitates and helps with emotional issues. And I, you will see it in operation when we go to the healing. But right now, I'm moving the whole body of the listeners, past, present, and future, to the pure soul essence of the planet Earth. <coughs> Excuse me. And we are also now going to move the entire Forever Now moment, the entire uh, conglomeration of the souls that are part of this healing today, known and unknown, and we're moving them into that energy field within the originating source, that womb that carries the creative life force energy that enables us that helps to empower us, our own innate desire, because we all carry that energy, our own innate desire to to become, to express, to grow, to learn, to move forward, to um, to to fulfill, okay, to evolve. So this womb is carrying all of this energy. We are in several places all at once, and that's a concept, a fifth-dimensional concept that is hard to wrap our brains around. But in fact, we are in many different places experiencing and having the benefit of many different energies. And at this point, uh, we're now going to move into the healing. And what I want you all to do, and <laughs> again, it's a little bit hard to fathom perhaps, but I would like you all to project into your own emotional body. You may perceive this this field of energy in any way, shape, or form you would like. I tend to see it as a open space with, you know, I saw it in so many different ways over time, but now I tend to see like haystacks that the different blueprints are haystacks and sometimes they're all glumped together sometimes they're separate sometimes they're huge sometimes they're little sometimes you know they come in all different sizes and shapes and that's the way I tend to to see it also so the haystacks are sort of on some sort of symbolic foundation or ground but they also continue underground uh, I found over and over again the 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 parts of the emotional uh, blueprints that I am working on uh, are so deep, it's like the iceberg. You know, we don't see three-quarters or nine-tenths of it. And um, so they are deep, they're pervasive, and they reach very far into the symbolic forever now moment, moving and, and having parts of themselves all through the past present and future now okay so you can use the haystack vision or you can see the emotional blueprint in any way shape or form any symbol that you'd like uh, and I want you to call in the blueprint 
that carries, and it might be multiple blueprints altogether or part of one blueprint, failure, lack of self-worth, and guilt. You can also call in lack of deservability. Now, I'm seeing for me, and I'm going to use it as a symbol for all of you because it's really not my symbol, it's it's the symbol for all of you. I'm seeing a gigantic, a gigantic um, blueprint here, and it's very complex, and it is, it's rippling through it are more than failure, lack of self-worth, lack of deservability, and guilt. There is much, much more here. But those elements seem to be really pervasive here and is a great start for us. Now, I want you to understand that for, that it is, first, I want each and every one of you to surround that blueprint with light, okay? This is the neutralizing light. This is the light that's going to help us neutralize the webbing or the energy that attaches the emotions to the self-commitment and the commitment to the destiny, okay? But now we're in the pure soul essence of the planet Venus. We're also going to call in specifically that energy to move in through and around this emotional blueprint. What's happening is this. The light is dissolving the webbing. And as the webbing is being dissolved, those feelings that each of you are having, the guilt, the lack of self-worth, the sense of failure, are moving into the divine, pure soul essence light of Venus, and they are being... They are being... um, Surrounded in a state of absolute love, divine love, protection, acceptance, and the emotions themselves are going through a healing process. Okay, and I'm just going to allow each of you to focus on that for a little bit. I'm going to allow each of you to focus on both dissolving the webbing and also healing the emotions themselves. As that process is ongoing, and I do see quite a bit of the, excuse me, (laughs) I see quite a bit of the symbolic haystack, the symbolic blueprint being dissolved, being healed. It's just in a beautiful, it's much smaller now. It went from this gigantic thing, now it's just sort of like these, this, not so big, little kind of haystack, tiny kind of haystack on the symbolic field. Of course, there is much more uh, underneath, and I want to be—I want you all to be conscious and aware that we're sending light to the part of the haystack that isn't immediately visible, the part that goes so deep that it is held deep within our unconscious mind is the deeper, more entrenched part of the this emotional blueprint we are sending all of the light and all of the healing uh from the pure soul essence of the planet earth we are sending all of it in and it's beautiful i do see all the energies 
permeating under the symbolic ground. And in fact, the the ground is is opening in the sense that instead of seeing what's being healed underneath, it's as if it's coming to the surface. What's underneath is coming to the surface, which tells me that everybody is being very successful at bringing that stuff into the symbolic light and and very real light, and therefore it is not so hidden. We are bringing it out of the unconscious. We are bringing it up into uh, awareness, conscious awareness, and we are consciously healing a lot. It's just amazing, guys. I almost want to cry because you're doing an amazing, amazing job. You're doing an amazing job here. Wow. I'm just seeing, I'm seeing the two energies, interestingly enough for me, I see them differently. The light I see separately, the divine light that's doing the neutralizing of the webbing uh, and allowing the emotions to release. I'm seeing the, the, the pure soul essence of the planet Venus. Now keep in mind, it is a divine light. Um, I'm seeing it as a pink energy. Uh, now, divine love, divine it can be shown in many different colors, but for me, I'm perceiving it as a pink energy, and it is also there. It's as if they're working in concert with one another. So as the divine light is neutralizing the webbing, as these difficult emotions we've all experienced are coming loose, being released, the restriction and the attachment is being neutralized. The emotions themselves are moving into the divine light of the planet Venus, into this very unconditionally loving, unconditionally accepting, unconditionally uh, protecting of those emotional issues, those emotional states, the emotion, the emotions, period, that we carry. It's very powerful what's going on. You're doing an incredible job. I didn't know how this was going to look. I'm just very impressed, so happy. So I'm just going to keep having that happen. And the higher selves are assuring me that that will happen and I can move on to the next step. Now, you recall, hopefully many of you recall, that the, the emotions, the thoughts, and the habits all work together. They all are part and parcel. We don't ever want to neutralize one of those elements without neutralizing the other because the others will recreate uh, what we've just neutralized. So we now are going to be moving into the thought form body. Now I want you to see, try, attempt at remaining conscious of the fact that you're in the emotional body experiencing, processing uh, the neutralizing of this very intense emotional issues that we all carry. I want you now to see if you can just simply shift your awareness another symbolic into another symbolic area, what we're going to call the thought form body, um, and we are going to do something very similar. We are going to seek out, ask for the thought forms that carry the sense of failure, the ideas of unworthiness, the sense of guilt, the sense of undeservability. All of those thoughts, all of those things that we've told ourselves in this life and every other life, every thought relating to these issues, I want you to see, feel, sense, imagine that those thought forms are coming into your field of vision or or your uh the, the arena where you are going to address them. 
And now I want you all to surround these thought forms. And I do see symbolically four huge thought forms coming forth. Okay? Uh, they're so big, it, it's in fact out of my visual realm because, of course, we're dealing with symbolically the thought forms of all of our listeners, all of the listeners, uh, past, present, and future. And there could be others involved in the healing. I don't know. I didn't wasn't shown that, but the way the higher self worked, there very much well could be. In any case, these thought forms also, just like the emotional blueprint, are huge. And I want all of us to begin to surround all of these thought forms with our light. Now, understand that what the light does to neutralize thought forms is it matches thought forms equal in size and shape, the exact opposite. So, sometimes it's really hard to find the exact opposite in our mind's eye. So, but just know that the sense of failure is being surrounded with divine light, the exact opposite of the sense of failure the ideas of failed, the beliefs that we failed. It is going to be the exact opposite. And then what happens is the two opposites are merged. And as a result, the sense of failure is neutralized. We don't destroy the energy. We don't destroy the energy at all, but we change the nature of it. We take the magnetic attraction, the magnetic uh, signatures away. We disarm the thought. It can no longer magnetically track more failure. So we are neutralizing the sense of failure. We are neutralizing the lack of self-worth. We are neutralizing guilt. We are neutralizing the undeservability. Okay, we are neutralizing all of this and I'm watching as these huge things are getting smaller. They were like this gigantic, huge, out out of our line of sight, like boulder kind of things. And now they're down to just like a big rock that you might put in your garden. Or, you know, on one side or the other of a, at the front door or something. I mean, it's just amazing. You guys are doing an amazing job. And I want you to just keep neutralizing them because they are eons of time put into place. As these these thoughts are being neutralized, as they're being neutralized, the neutral energy is going to be absorbed into your light. So you are empowering your own light as you neutralize very... Um, powerful process helps us in so many ways. Okay, now, as this process is going on, and this is doing very well, and I think one of the reasons it's going so fast is that the we started with the emotional blueprint. Um, the emotional blueprints are very, very powerful in their own right, and so we took out uh, we are dissolving so much of that blueprint that I think it's facilitated the neutralizing of the thought forms. In any case, the last step is we, that will be continuing. The neutralizing the thought forms is also going to maintain and be in process at the same time while we now project to the habit body. 
and we are going to be looking for those imprints, those habit imprints of failure, lack of self-worth, guilt, lack of deservability. They are deep crevasses. And remember, the habit body carries the energy, not magnetic like the thought form body, but it carries the energy that propels us to action. And the deeper the imprint, the stronger that propellant is. And the more, the deeper the imprint is our most ingrained habits. So I am being presented with four huge crevasses, four huge crevasses. And what we want to do is we want to send the light into the crevasse, filling it, filling the crevasse, each and every one of them, so that the the energy field within that, that particular area of the habit body is no longer being driven by the propellant energy of the habit body. So by filling the crevasses, we are enabling the ability to recauterizing or healing or dissolving or neutralizing, whatever way you would like to think of it, we are cauterizing, um, we are healing that those habits. Now, it's just, it's the I see the energy, because I'm seeing the crevasses as being the conglomerate of all of the people it's as if we have the Grand Canyon here. I don't see it as open as the Grand Canyon. I see it as very deep, you know, chasms in the planet, almost like a like it would be a, a, a crack in the planet. That's how big I'm seeing it, guys. I mean, it is huge. So as the divine light comes in, it's almost like fog going down over the edges of the crevasse and having to go all the way to start filling this very, very deep, uh, habit imprint. And I'm just watching the light coming in. And I want everyone to be sending the light there too to fill these imprints, to fill these big, deep chasms. And you're doing a good job. And as the light moves in, it merges with the the sides of the chasm, so to speak, it becomes one with the sides of the chasm so that um, it's not just filling the chasm with light, it's becoming one in essence with the energy field of the the propellant energy or the the, um, the, ha- the energy that's carried in the habit body. Now, this is important because, you know, we have to fill those chasms. Now, what we want to do is we want to add some of that energy from the pure soul essence of the planet Venus. And I would like you to add that unconditional love, that that unconditional acceptance, that unconditional support and help to the light that is filling the chasms so that we aren't, um, so that we, so that what we are doing is we are creating an essence almost um we're adding the divine energy of love to the propellant energy at the same time so we're neutralizing the habit and we're adding divine love 
to that propellant energy of the habit. Wouldn't it be nice for us to have the propellant energy actively propelling us into a loving, unconditionally loving person, both of ourselves and of others? Yes, and so this is why the higher selves have us add the divine love energy uh, now because we are one with the pure soul essence of the planet Venus. I'm bringing in that uh, energy specifically, and I see an incredibly, again, I do see it as a, a pink color, and I'm asking that you all just be aware whether you see it, feel it, sense it, or not, that it is absolutely filling those chasms, and they're almost finished. They're almost filled. Now, I am now tuning in to the three simultaneously, and they're all ongoing. They're still processing. It's just a huge amount of work that's being done. And uh, while that's being done, I'm going to actually ask for each and every one of you to start to release on your own accord. So you're operational in those three, those three etheric bodies, and at the same time, there's going to be that part of you that is releasing self-sacrifice. I want you to release the whole pattern of self-sacrifice, both the emotional components, the thought components, the habit components. Uh, we do not address this in the individual exercises. That's okay. It doesn't mean that it isn't there. It was just that it. I'm introducing a new way of doing things, and I... <coughs> I'm not, I don't want to overwhelm you. And it's also an important exercise to, because this is something that we can do as fifth dimensionals here with the facade soul. This is something we can do to have our consciousness operational simultaneously. Trust me, if you can't get it this time, it doesn't mean anything. The higher selves led us through hundreds of exercises to do that. And it was only from time to time that I felt that I was able to do it. I have developed it more, but it is still um still difficult for me, but I am with while I'm amalgamated and working intensify under this intense focus of attention, I'm able to do it pretty good. <laughs> Yay, uh but it doesn't happen very often even still. But I want you everyone, but this is something we can be working for. I want everyone to focus on releasing the self-sacrifice pattern. And this includes all the reasons that we give to ourselves to skip going to the gym or skip taking the walk or skip uh eating healthy foods or skip um taking that time to ourselves where we do the neutralizing or where we uh, do some creative project that we're really, that's really meaningful to us or where we, um, for some, in some ways, whatever talks to you, whatever your passion is, whatever makes you feel good and uh, helps you in, in whatever way, that all those reasons that we give ourselves that we're not going to do it. Well, they... People won't like me. People will reject me. People won't accept, accept me. There isn't enough time in the day. Um, you know, my stuff isn't as important as your stuff or his stuff or their stuff. All of those things, all of those issues, um, I'm not as important as I'm, I'm, I'm 
inferior, I'm secondary, I'm lower priority, I'm this, I'm that, I'm whatever. I want everyone to release that. I don't deserve is also, of course, part of this. Uh, I don't deserve it. Um, uh, I'm not a good person if I don't do all of these things uh, for others. Um, I'm not spiritual or I'm a sinner or I'm, you know, whatever it is. I want everyone to release all as many elements of that self-sacrifice pattern as possible. Now, the interesting thing is that I do see this coming into phrase as if the self-sacrifice thought forms, uh, habits, and emotional issues have come in and have joined the healing. Now, it's very interesting. I didn't expect that, but that's a good sign. Um, so they've moved in. So all the energies that are at play in these other three arenas are stepping forward. And in essence, it's just a symbolic representation of all of you releasing and neutralizing the elements that I'm calling forth. It's a symbolic representation. Wow. Very cool. Okay, so let's just keep going. All the reasons known and unknown, all the misunderstandings, all the misconceptions, all the false beliefs, all the limited truths, all the self-identities, known and unknown, that we carry, direct and indirect, that keep us from the commitment to the self. I want us to release the lack of commitment to the self. And part of that is that we want to let go of and neutralize the idea that if we take care of ourselves in some way, it means the opposite. We're going to be selfish. We're going to be self-centered. We're going to be uh, uh, uncaring people. We're going to be sinners. We're going to be whatever. Because we carry a lot of those belief systems that we've taken on over eons of time. Um, <clears throat> even in this planet, the word selfish flies around like no tomorrow. I personally have a really difficult time with that word because... Uh, it carries with it such judgment and criticism and often keeps us from being committed to the self. Obviously, self-commitment doesn't mean that you, you know, you sit on the couch eating bonbons, watching TV all day while your kid runs around in dirty diapers or your mother or father, you know, are alone in some someplace and you don't go to visit them or you don't um, do whatever in your life is something that you take care of. It isn't about the either or, and that's where we go. And so that's very important that we release the whole idea that not being self-sacrificing is a bad thing and whatever form, shape, idea, concept that comes up for you. That opposite polarity because we feel like when we let go of the self-sacrifice pattern, somehow we're going to jump to the other side. And I want you to release those belief systems as much as possible. They are prevalent all through the humanities. I've experienced it personally many times. And I want all of you to really release that automatic knee-jerk reaction. Well, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm not you know, self-sacrificing, I'm going to be um, a selfish creep. And that is not the case. It's that focusing on the self is very important to bring in the balance in our own life pattern, to bring in the balance so that we can be um, more available to help others. 
and we will have more energy. We will have more abilities, more options, more everything to fulfill the destiny pattern to help those evolving humanities accelerate their evolutionary process. Now, there's a lot of pain and suffering. Self-sacrifice has meant a lot of pain and suffering. Self-sacrifice has been extremely difficult for all of us. It entails much hardship. And so that's coming up now, and I want everyone to release that pain and suffering. And pain and suffering just came in to all three arenas big time. So because we we don't only experience pain, we think about it, so we have the thoughts. And we have the habits that propel us to continue feeling the pain. It's almost like the pain uh, feels like it validates us. It feels like it's saying, oh, well, you're doing good because you're hurting. You're doing good because you're sacrificing, sacrificing and suffering. So these three things are working together. So, so pain and suffering and sacrifice are all being addressed in the three bodies simultaneously as everyone is releasing it and letting it go into the light. And that... Uh, the pure soul essence light of Venus is still very active, very involved in both the emotional body and also in the habit body. I would like to call it into the thought form body so that it can be also infusing the thought form body in whatever way, shape, or uh, however it does with that unconditional love. Um, and I will just continue to release the pain. It's coming up big time. It's as if the more we release, the more permission we're getting to release. So as we go, we're tapping into deeper and deeper layers of release, and I'm feeling them coming up. I'm sensing them, and it's as if the the in the emotional body, we're more of the the part that's symbolically, you know, underground is coming up. It's like it's pulling this massive amount. It's like it's so big and massive because it's pulling from all the past and future nows. It's pulling from so much entrenchment and it's huge and I'm yikes and I'm feeling the pain that's coming along with it but there's just this huge amount. It, you know what it looks like to me? It's almost maybe you've seen on the internet um, there's videos of the storms over volcanoes they create their own lightning storms, and it's kind of like that. But the lightning here is the the, the energy of uh, the intertwining energy. It's like, but it's not not really lightning, but it's just this perme- permeating energy of light, and it's just beautiful and crystalline and pink and white, and it's just this beautiful. Uh, action going on. It's just absolutely beautiful and it's doing a beautiful job. Remember it's divine energies. We've focused on it. We've invited it in and they are doing the job. We can't understand it maybe. We don't, I can't describe it perfectly, but it is doing the job and I do feel a tremendous now a release of a lot of that pain and suffering that self-sacrifice has brought all of us. It's still there, but I do feel uh, some relief here. Um, Okay. 
these, uh, all this work that we're doing is really helping us to dissolve what holds us back to that commitment to the self and simultaneously the commitment to the destiny. Because as I've said, what is lacking in our lives to some extent limits our abilities to fulfill the destiny. Each of us has the right to a full and fulfilled life. And it's through the manifestation of that fulfilled life that we're best able to perform our destiny. Wherever we have a lack, I want you all to bring that consciousness of that lack, uh, bring, bring it to your consciousness and move to neutralize it, dissolve it. You can use this exercise where you do it in the three bodies or you can do it how we always have done it. It doesn't matter. Whatever talks to you, however you resonate. You have a lot of tools now and you will be getting more probably every week <laughs> to, uh, to assist you, to assist yourself. You have any questions? I want you to please come forth. Send me an email. But meanwhile, I'm feeling that the, the healing wind down, the higher selves have, are beginning to close down the forever now moment, and the, each individual are being held in the cocoon of energy. Each individual is going to continue to process in their own way, uh, and also, will the cocoon will also help each and every one of you acclimate to this change. And these, what we did today was very significant. It was uh, very much to help help you uh, move through the blocks that we all carry to manifesting what we want in our life to help us move into that self-commitment so that when we make those New Year's resolutions, we actually take the steps to manifest them instead of feeling like, oh, it didn't work this year either, and then the following year we just give it up and we don't even try to make to, to do a resolution. This, the, this, these, this exercise today is really a big step forward to help all of us move into finding our way. And I want to call in divine forgiveness, divine love, divine unfoldment, divine transformation, divine commitment to the self and to the destiny pattern. And with that, the higher selves are uh, indicating the healing is done. Um, wow, that was very, very intense, guys. Very powerful. I'm absolutely thrilled. Um, it's so important to to deal with these blocks. 
we all have different type. We all have so many different types of blocks. I mean, you know, you've heard me, <laughs> you've heard me on the show for a long time. But the the ones we worked on today, just like the one we did last week on the the, the fear of the destiny, the fear of the responsibility of the destiny, these work hand in hand with the one. Those work hand in hand with what we did today, and it's not about just taking one thing and just working on one thing. Unfortunately, we are being brought into a state of consciousness that there are many things that we need to work on that all are interlocked and interrelated. And sometimes when we just work on one thing, we don't make the progress we'd like to make because there are these other things that are holding us back, holding us down, keeping us... uh, um, in a state of confusion or keeping us from moving forward. And so that's the, that's where, you know, this show comes in. Hopefully it will bring to your consciousness not only that there is a lot of stuff, but not to be discouraged and defeated by it, but to come to the understanding that we have the tools and techniques to deal with it. And yippee. It's not just giving you words, what you know, you have to do this. It gives you the ability, the tools and the techniques to do it. And these work. These absolutely work. And I just, you know, again, can't encourage you guys enough to get started. And what's great about this this work is that you can do it for three minutes a day and have benefit from it. You don't have to go sit in a dark room for an hour or two in order to make progress. You know, Like we go to the gym for an hour, three, four, five times a week. That's a lot of time. It isn't about time. It's about that commitment. It's about doing it every single day or many times a week. It's like that time where I made the decision to commit to myself and I did a little picture five or ten minutes every day for a year had no idea where that was going to lead me. No idea at all. But I knew I was committing to the energy and to myself. And when I fell, and I told you all I fell, and I was traumatized and hurt, and uh, so I stopped for three weeks and then took it up again for another six months. That commitment to myself was my way of saying, I'm going through that open door. I don't know what it's going to bring to me. I don't know where, what's going to unfold, but I made that small, simple commitment to the self, even though I've been neutralizing all along the way, but somehow that was very key for me. Now, everybody will make the commitment in some way. It may be that you move into doing the neutralizing a few minutes every day. It may be that you have some creative thing that you've thought about for 10 years, and like writing a book, you may have dabbled in it, but maybe you're going to make that commitment that five minutes every day you're going to take a look and write a sentence or two. Or maybe you're going to go and amalgamate calling in that divine creativity and generate ideas about the book. There isn't any rules. Again, there's nothing, there's no rules about how you need to progress down your own road to self-commitment and your road to the destiny. There's no rules. Each of us are individuals. Each of us will do it in our own way. And sometimes your way is not going to look like a way to somebody else. And that's not important. If it's your way, it's your way. And 
you know, hopefully no one will judge anyone else about how they do it. In any case, uh, I want to remind you again about the Conscious Life Expo this weekend at the LAX Hilton, 5711 West Century Boulevard, right near LAX, the airport, the LA airport. Um, also, uh, I I want to remind you about my email address, uh, Janet at JanetRichmond.com, and my website, it's JanetRichmond.com or HigherSelfVoice.com, and I also do want to bring up my my two books because there is so much information that I can't give everything out on the radio. Uh, and a lot of what I have in the books I don't talk about on the radio, or sometimes I do, but it may not be exact. Maybe it's uh, related. Um, it's just another avenue of information. I've gotten the the feedback from a lot of people that they're like sponges and they want to learn more. And so I'm sharing with you the other avenues, the other ways you can learn more about the soul, about the tools, about the techniques, about how it works, uh, the answers to a lot of the big questions in life. And my books are a really important part of that. Choices, neutralizing your negative thoughts and emotional blueprints is is like a manual in a way. I mean, it reads very easily. Uh, it's a lot of meat in there, but it explains the energetic world and all of that and gives examples. It's, it's a great starting place. Um, also, my next book, Soul Psychology, Our Journey Through the Human Kingdom Universe, is fantastic. It really begins to open up a whole other level of understanding about the soul. It can answer a lot of questions. It may generate a lot of questions. And again, it's not about belief. What I share is not a religion. It's some concepts that the higher selves have given us until we hear or become a aware of the ideas of the concepts we don't have the choice to to think along those ways so it gives you choice and if whatever i propose or whatever i suggest or whatever i unfold doesn't work for you it it doesn't resonate for you that's fine but you have the choice to reject it if it does resonate with you well then that helps too so the point is, is that these books give you so much more information about the world, about the universe, that you can build on your conscious awareness. And of course, in consciousness, in consciousness is in power. It brings power. It is. It facilitates all of your abilities to then become committed to the self and committed to the destiny. And I... I will continue to unfold the information. I have another book coming. Uh, I haven't started it yet. should take me much less time. I'm hoping to get it out by next year at some point. Uh, and, and that, too, will add a whole other level of understanding. The fifth dimensional book, <laughs> I don't know when that's coming. Maybe it'll be the next book after the third book. I don't know, but I'm working very hard to unfold the information for everyone. I do have uh, all of the radio shows, of course, unarchived, I, which gives a lot of information. I also have 
uh, and tools and techniques and healings. I also have um, right now, and if there's any demand, I have the cassettes. I think they're both available on cassettes and also download podcasts of Joan's original recordings, 10 of them. I have, I think, 10 10 or 11. Um, You can hear directly from the the original recordings. so you can you can listen to those, and uh, some are free and some I've charged for, I think. But there's a lot of information out there, and more and more will be unfolding over time. You can also work to bring in your own information. I can't be the only one, just as Joan wasn't the only one. Um, and the more you use the tools and techniques uh, to... Uh, commit to the self and the destiny, the more layers you'll take off, the more uh, if you're already bringing in information, it will it will come in more easily and effortlessly and in a more expanded way. If you aren't bringing in your own information, you will also, again, be able to bring in more information on your own. I have heard from a few people just this week that they they just now are realizing they're getting higher self information. It's so funny how... It comes several times in a week, but and I have something else, major, two major breakthroughs with, with people that I've worked with off and on for either a year or two, um, major, major break, breakthroughs, you know, moving from the state of uh, wanting to commit suicide when I first came to that person all the way to the state for the first time, opening up to a spouse of... Um, 25 years information that never had been shared uh, huge because she was just so uh, thinking she had to hide and dim herself and be what anybody else expected her to be and she just not she didn't even have a good friend to share herself with and so it's been a long haul for her it took about I don't can't remember I think it's about two years Changes all along the way, but just this amazingly huge thing where she spent a couple, three hours talking to her husband for the first time in 25 years. Um, Big changes. Big. And that was opened up such a door for her. And now it's, it's almost as if the domino effect will be coming into play, getting to that Step of accepting herself to the point where she could share it was massive, and she did. Um, and <laughs> I'm looking forward to the, a lot more dominoes, uh, a lot of more things happening, a lot of more unfoldment. Uh, it, it's just very exciting. And uh, another breakthrough this 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 week, I heard from someone who has had a hard time doing the work for himself. Um, despite all encouragement, you know, he's tried it a few times and he didn't feel the effect right away. So he said, oh, it just doesn't work. So he would come to me. And uh, again and again, I would be encouraging him um, not, you know, to try. And I just heard from him this week that he has moved into incorporating the little card that I give out to, to the individuals. I have a laminated card with the amalgamation. I have it on my website, too, under free downloads, I think, um, the amalgamation. Uh, he's been 
doing that, using the card. He says, I sit down, I'm feeling in a terrible state, I sit down, I use that, and he happens to work with music, so he amalgamates now, and he's in a, in a terrible emotional state, whatever it is, and he amalgamates, and then he calls in that divine uh, creativity, and then his music, he said, and this week, it's just jumped many levels, and he's handling the emotional issue simultaneously, whatever the emotional issue is that is step that that's occurring at that time. So it's very big breakthroughs. All of you can experience it. All of you have and will in your own ways. Uh, sometimes they are big. Sometimes they're little steps all that accumulate over time. But with a commitment to yourself, with a commitment to uh, to yourself. If you make it a lifestyle, you are going to find within six months to a year so many changes in your life that you couldn't have imagined. Uh, there, be, there will be things that don't change that you expect, but the, and that's okay because the way this energy works, it's divine energy and it doesn't take orders from our mind, at the mind level. It is working at the soul level. So the, it's not, we're not always going to get what we expect at the mind level, but you're going to be absolutely blown away with the changes you'll find coming into your life in six months to a year. And when we've been going through and living out of the difficulties in our lives for so long, eons of time, even in this life, we could be in our 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, wherever we are, it's a long time to be living with whatever difficulties. So six months to a year, my goodness. Not so long, guys. Not so long. This is real help. Every time you neutralize, every time you dissolve, it is permanent. Those energies cannot go back to haunt you. So with that note, you know, I'll get off the soapbox. <laughs> Wish you all a wonderful week. Um, until Next week, will there be more stuff coming in, uh, more stuff to share with you all, and uh, just have a, have a wonderful week. And I do hope to see some of you. If you do, some of you from the show come to the expo, please stop by my booth. Again, it's T4. It's downstairs in the lower lobby. I think at least last year at the same booth, it was very close to the bottom of the escalator. You just go around the corner and there I am. Stop by and introduce yourself. I would love to meet anybody. I know a few of you will be there who listen to the show, but and I'd love to see all of you as well. But it would be so fun to, to have someone come up and say, well, I've heard your show and I'm here to introduce myself. It would be really fun. So please, I would love to see any of you, all of you that can make it. Okay? All right. Well, all the best. I love you all so deeply. And we are all together in this community of working to help the humanities. Okay. Bye for now. <laughs>